What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better get them up, get them going. It's Thursday already. That's right, Buck Off Thursday on B&E, show of the people. It's the annual conversation on a Thursday. The Buck Ons and Buck Offs, who has earned one over the long holiday weekend and into yesterday. The pat on the back or the kick in the rear, you decide. It's all brought to you by the Austin Gamblers, uh, the Austin's own professional bull riding team, and our great friends there uh, with... The Gamblers, they're going to bring you buck off Thursday. So deliver those. You can hit them on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776 all morning long. Also hit us on our Twitter page, at the Horn ATX, all over our social medias. Uh, find all the details on uh, how you can win tickets to the upcoming Gambler Days out at, uh, at the Moody Center coming up end of August. It was three days of three nights of great bull riding action. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to the best buck off today and every Thursday all the way to that big event. Uh, at the end of next month. So a lot to do there. Buck-ons and buck-offs all morning long. Also, a lot of great sports conversation to be had over the next four hours here on the show of the people. Astros gained a game on the Rangers in Major League Baseball last night. We've got NBA trade going down. Two of the Texas teams involved in a three-team deal. Mavericks trying to beef up their front line. College basketball, Longhorns and Rodney Terry hoping that um, bring in one more piece, maybe the final piece to their uh, roster puzzle for 2022 and 23. And, of course, plenty of college football conversation with yesterday, with yesterday's announcement of the all um, Big 12 teams and preseason accolades coming out from the Big 12 Conference and the media that cover it. So we'll dive into that as well. It's going to be a busy four hours. We appreciate you being there to start it off. Early bird always gets the worm. Whether you're on 104.9, could be 101.9 FM, AM 1260, always available too. Also digitally on the Horn app, on your smart speaker at home and work, and always, Mr. Godbolt, streaming for you live and local at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do to you and your family, who we appreciate your family sharing you with all of us. Thank you very, very much. Be careful. It'll be a hot one again today. Oh, man, steamy. Already warm this morning, but a little breeze out there, which is good. I hope that cools things just a bit. Yeah, a lot to dive into. The Buck-Ons and Buck-Offs brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. I'll start with this one, Buck. How about a uh, 96-year-old woman? Gonna give her a Buck-Off. Uh, Melba Meebane, 90 years old. Started working at Dillard's Department Store in Tyler as an elevator operator in 1949. Oh, my goodness. 1949. Uh, she's retiring uh, after 74 years of service and working at Dillard's and never missed a single day of work. That's what it says here. Melba She had Mebane. vacation. She just never got sick. She never missed a, a sick. She never just had to not be there, huh? Yeah. Wow, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, Texas, East Texas, a Dillard store in Texas saying goodbye to a longtime employee. She retires after 74 years. Wow. 
and never missed a day of work. That's how you do it. That's how you show up, punch the clock, get things done. Absolutely. Good for her. So that that's is a my great job. Buck on of the uh, morning to start the 6 o'clock hour and a lot more where that came from. Also some buck offs as well as we crank this thing up. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. This is uh, We're getting closer and closer. Football starting season. To get that, starting to get that feel. Get that itch. High school, and foot, high school and college and the NFL. It's all starting all to come together. Up, yeah, but, you know, the, the, the quiet period of football is uh, you know fast approaching its end. We're going to have a Big 12 Media Days next week. There's going to be AC, uh, SEC Media Days. There'll be all the conferences will begin their conversations, which lead to big conversations. The magazines are hitting the newsstands. Yep. And obviously, we're going to have our flex conversations with high school football uh, cranking up. Uh, gosh, we're a few weeks out to, I know youngsters don't want to hear it or coaches, but uh, two days, two days are going to crank up come August wow. to uh, get this thing rolling. Uh, Longhorns will be practicing in early August as well. Cowboys will go to camp in Oxnard. So, Absolutely. We're getting there and uh, plenty to dive into, so buck on to that for sure. I'm bucking on Ricky Fowler. Good job, Ricky. Ricky Fowler. One. Ricky Fowler finishing a deal over the weekend. And uh, Butch Harmon getting together and getting this thing done. Yeah, man. Made some putts and uh, won that uh, Rocket Mortgage uh, open. I like that as a buck on. Look who's through the glass. Buck on two. Happy Jack, Jack Farrell. Happy Jack Farrell in the house this morning. Ty Anderson taking an extra day. Uh, he'll be back with us tomorrow. What's up, Jack? How are you? I'm feeling good. Happy to be here. Trying to Make sure everything runs smoothly for everybody this morning. Well, thank you for doing that. That's an important job. And Appreciate buck on to you. Man. He's wearing his uh, old school Houston Astros cap, there too. I like that a lot if thing. you're watching on Twitch channel. That's an old hat. How long have you had that ball cap? Oh, just a few years. I just wear them out. There you go. There Keep you go. them on the hood of the car or the dashboard. <laughs> you know, they, they bleach in the sun. That's right. And the Texas heat, without a doubt. Uh, all right, so it is 6th July and a lot to do. Uh, it's National Fried Chicken Day, so that can get you going and whet your appetite on a an early morning conversation. National Fried Chicken Day. You're, you used to talk about your... Uh, your yeah, I'm you, not a... You are not a huge fried chicken fan. You don't like eating chicken with your hands. I don't like touching... Yeah. You don't like touching the chicken. Yeah, I don't like the texture. Whether it's grilled, hand. blackened, or fried, I use, I use you're a fork. out. I'm a fork guy. <sighs> I mean, there's nothing like a, some chicken wings or something, right? You just grab those bad boys and yeah. go to town. And my mom didn't make great chicken, so. Well, that's what you said. Yeah, you're right about that. Your that's mo- the only thing. My mother and, and people will say, you eat liver. I used to love my mother's liver. Liver and gravy. Yeah. But her chicken was scary. There was, not good, not enough. Well, there was blood on the bone. It never got... Oh. It never got when I would see blood on a bone of a chicken, it just, that was it. That was the, and it doesn't take much for me to be turned off food-wise. I had, I once went to a restaurant here, I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant, but I had uh, sea bass, E, mm-hmm. and it was a funky, it, 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 it did not, it wasn't cooked properly, and I have never gone back to tasting sea bass, no matter where I go, and I heard there are some great places that make great sea bass, I won't do it. All I need is one bad episode, sort of like with squash. But I am going to come back to squash. Squash is a little different than sea bass. But I'm coming back. I'm coming back to squash. I'm coming back to the squash family. Zucchini. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna learn how to eat zucchini. Because I hear it's really, really good for you. So I'm gonna. Zucchini I'm, is good for you. I'm gonna do squash, that. Squash, zucchini. Oh, no, no, don't say squash. Well, squash you know, is not know, good for me. You know, Brussels sprouts are on the rise. They, they're they're uh, everywhere now. That's the hottest item on menus all you, over. You the notice place. that, huh? You do notice yeah, that. I always wonder. I've been they're asking everywhere. for a couple years now. Who's the agent for Brussels sprouts? <laughs> because this guy is your lady is Did killing the NIL it. Nil deal. Oh man, Brussels sprouts went from anonymous vegetable to like yes. the, like a delicacy um, on, on people's appetizer menus. I have not done that in a restaurant. I have not asked for Brussels sprouts. You know. Um, there are certain carrots I like. I love those. You know, I, I love a certain carrots the way they glaze carrots. Yeah, big fan of that. But Brussels sprouts, I have not ordered Brussels sprouts ever at ever. a restaurant. Yeah. 
Asparagus, yes. It says golden chick guy doesn't like fried chicken. What you like? You like chicken tenders? Oh, I love chicken. Oh yeah. You talking about chicken on the bone? I mean the one with the bone, like the drumstick. <laughs> that I'm a fan. I'm a fan of good fried chicken. Uh, so we'll take your uh, suggestions there for your favorite chi- fried chicken spots. That's a good summer delicacy. I know it's hot, but still, man, get some fried chicken going. Oh yeah, uh, getting after it for sure. All right, let's get after it with the headlines, trending topics to start your buck off Thursday. UBO Business Services brings them to you. We'll start with college football. And yes, yesterday's announcement of the 2023 preseason, all Big 12 team and individual awards ahead of next week's Big 12 media days were out. Texas linebacker Jalen Ford named the Big 12 Conference's preseason Defensive Player of the Year. And why not? He probably should have been the Conference Defensive Player of the Year last year. Senior from Frisco led the Longhorns with 119 tackles in the middle of that defense, had 10 for loss. Uh, Two sacks, three forced fumbles, recovered two fumbles, also had four interceptions for good measure. And Seemingly always, always came at huge times in ball games. Uh, he is joined on that all-conference team by wide receiver Xavier Worthy, tight end Jatavion Sanders, offensive tackle Kelvin Banks, and defensive lineman Byron Murphy. The five selections from Texas were the most of any one school in the Big 12 by the media members who voted and covered the league. While Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels is the pick for the conference's offensive player of the year. Uh, K-State running back Treshawn Ward tabbed as the top newcomer for 2023. He transferred in from Florida State. Big 12 media days are set for next Wednesday and Thursday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. College basketball, Texas head coach Rodney Terry and staff hosted a player they hope could be the final piece to their rebuilt roster for 2023-24. Central Florida graduate transfer guard Ethel Horton was on campus for an official visit yesterday. The 6'5 off-ball guard is an athletic experienced player who has scored over 1,150 career points and stops at two seasons at Pittsburgh and then last year at UCF. He would be a strong complement to the Texas backcourt that currently includes returning point guard Tyrese Hunter, sharpshooter from Oral Roberts, the graduate transfer Max Asmus, and UT Arlington transfer Kendall Weaver. NBA trade has been finalized between the Mavericks, Spurs, and Celtics that will land forward Grant Williams in Dallas. Williams will join the Mavericks on a four-year, $54 million deal via sign-and-trade. Spurs will receive Reggie Bullock and an unprotected Dallas pick swap on 2030. Celtics will receive multiple second-round picks in the deal for their 24-year-old restricted free agent. Also from the NBA, free agent center Mo Bamba has a new home. According to his agents, he is going to sign a one-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. This past season, Bamba averaged just a tick over seven points per game, grabbed nearly five boards. As a member of the Orlando Magic, of course, finished the year with the L.A. Lakers. Baseball, Astros gained another game on the first place. Rangers in the L. West last night. Actually, Houston won their game yesterday. Houston played their fifth straight day game yesterday afternoon to beat Colorado 6-4. Yainer Diaz homered in his first two at-bats. Jeremy Pena added a two-run shot in his return from injury. Rangers, meanwhile, were doubled up in Boston by the Red Sox 4-2 at Fenway Park. So their lead over the Astros down to two games. Round Rock was a 2-0 loser at Sugarland. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, so a lot in there. We'll uh, keep an eye on it. We'll get into the Texas uh, players selected for the All-Big 12 squads, including Xavier Worthy, a, a unanimous selection coming into his junior season. Um healthy and ready to roll a wide receiver and lead that wide receiver room. Um, also, yeah, Jalen Ford should have been the defensive player of the year a year ago, but uh, he has a chance to, to lead this Longhorn team. But real quick on the kid from uh, Central Florida, you know, we talk about Rodney Terry and rebuilding this roster. You know, we said when, when Max Acemus committed, Tyrese Hunter returned. They also had Kendall Weaver transfer in from UT Arlington. You talked about they need some length in the guard in the guard area, right? They need some yes. some more size because, you know. Ace, they have to defend, too. Yeah, and Acemus is a, I mean, he is a gunner, man. He is an absolute bucket right, and, you know, offensively, you know that. Uh, scoring machine. Tyrese Hunter, we know what he can, can be and is. And then Kendall Weaver, kind of a 
You know, they, the coaching staff at Texas compares him to Jabari Rice. Uh, that kind of player can really shoot it. Uh, kind of a long, long guy, but really great basketball instincts coming out of UT Arlington. Well, this is this is a six-five wing off-ball guard with athleticism who can shoot the rock. Man, he uh, career whether he's been at Pittsburgh or Central Florida, uh, career thirty-eight percent free throw. I mean, three-point shooter, eighty-plus percent from the foul line. This is a guy that can space the floor and help you on the defensive end, Buck. Yeah, I mean, this is a guts guy. I mean, they they got the glamour guys that can do all those really nice things. Uh, you know, the guy, the playground guys can make all the moves and make things happen. But now they got the guts guy right here. Feels like it. And yeah, now he, he's not committed. He was on campus and they were trying to make their impression. He's going to be at his third school. He was two years in the ACC at Pitt. Yep. And then transferred to Central Florida. And last year, you know, there was a lottery pick there playing at Central Florida and they kind of built their offense around him. And so as a now a graduate, he's mm-hmm. transferring in. Now Kansas is interested. There are other schools looking at this young guy. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But it's the exact type of player Rodney Terry and his staff are, are looking to round out the roster with. It probably would be it because last week, Buck, when you were uh, out, they added the, the, the only true freshman of the class, and that's the freshman Chris Johnson, right. who had been committed to Kansas. And now he's committed to Texas. So you have a true freshman. But the other thing is you know you know if, you, if you're able to land – uh, Theo Horton, along with Oral, uh, the Oral Roberts graduate transfer, Max Asmus, and most likely Tyrese Hunter. This is the last year for those guys, right? They're they're those the you know Asmus and and Hunter would be you know graduate transfer players with one year left right. uh, to to play college basketball. Or Horton, I should say, uh, and then Hunter is a junior, but likely to to make a move after this year to the to the professional ranks, uh, which would leave Kendall Weaver and the true freshman Chris Johnson as potential guards of the future along with what they can do for you this year. Yeah, this is a group of guys that can take you back to where you were last year even better, even further than that. Well, and the one thing you would say, if they're able to land him, your backcourt feels really solid. Yes. And, and I like and, the big men, too. Well, that's right. And I think they're they're more athletic and, and they have more size up front uh, with the roster that as Rodney Terry has constructed it. Because we know Caden Shedrick was a commitment and a transfer from Virginia, 6'11". Athleticism. He's already been an anchor on their defense at Virginia, so you know what, what you're getting there. Longworth didn't have a you know six eleven oh, no. long arm guy last year down low on either end of the floor. Dylan DeSue is back uh, to bring size and scoring on the interior. Dylan Mitchell returns, bringing that, that athleticism as a sophomore now. Uh, Alexander Mekway, um, Zarek Onyema, the, the UTEP transfer is there. So yeah, you, you like what you see depth wise. Brock Cunningham still playing. Yeah, you can only think that Dylan DeSue will continue offensively to get better. I mean, he. Uh, there's a guy who's got another. Will have another year under his belt. That when when he got hurt was really starting to come on offensively. So you would expect him to continue to work towards that offensive skill stuff that he's been that we saw the last of him before he got hurt. You wouldn't expect him just kind of be the same. Well, hell, if he was the same, he'd be pretty damn good. Well, uh, you know, I mean, but yeah, I would expect he would get a little bit better, a little bit more offensive minded, and that 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 hope that bowls well for this basketball team. It really does. Well, him. Picking up where he left off, and that yes. was so unfortunate. We heard his foot last year in the tournament. You know, Longhorns very well may have been in the Final Four if, if they have a healthy Dylan DeSue. Um, remember, he had a big, the 28-point game against Penn State, really carried Texas, and then he gets hurt in practice. And yeah, I mean, he just came out of nowhere offensively. Well, All of a sudden, it just – I don't know which, which game. I don't remember which game it was that lit him. Well, it, just it really got, was at the end of the regular season, right. and then he carried that into the Big 12 tournament. That's what it was. It was a tournament. Yeah, yeah, and he was the best player at the Big 12 tournament, which was the Longhorns right. won. Then he carried that into the to the big dance. You're and right. Was playing great. He started at the tournament. I really believe, and again, that's a big if. If they have Dylan to sue, I think they beat Miami in that Elite Eight game. Of course, they had a 12 point lead, but no Dylan in that game. 
so they had no interior presence. Remember, Miami was a four-guard lineup, uh, and they didn't have really anybody down low that could have handled him, um, but you know, didn't have him available. And that's the way sports go, so he was out. But yes, as you say, for him to pick up where he was, yes, getting Dylan Mitchell back, who tested the NBA waters, and a lot of people thought was a gone Johnny, man. They thought that Dylan Mitchell was off to, to go try his hand in the G League or hope he gets drafted. Well, he's back. And, you know, he, he learned from whatever the NBA told him, look, you got to go work on your offensive game. And I think, you know, we know that Dylan Mitchell is a freshman, a high-flying five-star freshman out of Florida. You know, this team had a lot of scorers last year. So the ball went through Marcus Carr. The ball went through Timmy Allen. The ball went through Jabari Rice and Tyrese Hunter. Oh, yeah, he's going to want to prove his game offensively. Right. And he's a guy who will, will see more offensive opportunities on that front line. And that's also the story with Caden Shedrick, the 6'11 big man from Virginia, you know, at Virginia, in you know Tony Bennett's slow-down defensive system, he didn't get much opportunities. I mean, one thing, and Rodney Terry, we're learning this too. We saw it last year. He's a different coach than Chris Beard. We know that, but he has a different style. He wants to play kind of like that Miami team we saw. He wants right. to be up-paced, up, up up-tempo, athletic, uh, versatile, and, and a team that can score baskets and uh, score the ball while they play good defense on the other end. And this does look like a team that has a lot of uh, you know scoring opportunities. Max Aismas can score. We know Dylan DeSue can score. Tyrese Hunter can put the ball in the bucket, um, and and you know Caden Shedrick. Well, you've got smooth guards that can rebound too. They can yeah. they can do a little bit of everything. I mean that Miami group, they went after every rebound. I mean they were oh tenacious. Was a, yeah, they were they were they were just skilled players. And Jim Laranega is a really good coach. Right. We know that. So all right, we'll keep an eye on that. His name is uh, Ethel Horton. He's from Central Florida. Who's by the way now a member of the Big Twelve Conference. Yeah, I got a chance to watch. I really watched him last year. Man, that team was good. That was a good basketball team with some skilled players. Uh, our I mean, man, he was a part of it. Yeah, uh, and our man Jack, uh, Happy Jack Farrell, you're a big basketball guy. You, you, you like the roster that's being put together by Rodney Terry? I was skeptical for the first few weeks there, but it really rounded out in this transfer portal era. And if you can bag this dude, 1.4 steals a game, stealing a half a game, that's, that's huge. And he's you, look at his body, he's thick. Yep. For, a, for a guard especially, he'll be a good pickup for that backcourt. Yeah, physicality, athleticism, and length. And he can stroke it. I mean, you, mm-hmm. when you, with this team, you need someone who can stretch the floor and space the floor uh, for guys like Mac a- Max Aismas and Tyrese Hunter to, to penetrate and get after it. And this is a guy that can that can do that. I mean, he's, a you know, as we said, a scorer, really the perfect piece, uh, complement piece to what they already have in that backcourt could really round it out. So we'll keep an eye on him. But as we said, he's being pursued by others, including the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, so not a done deal, but Longhorns hope they made a good impression on him yesterday when he was in town. Uh, so there's some Longhorn basketball to start off, the Longhorn football coming up. Before we get to the uh, all-Big 12 teams, Buck, at the bottom of the hour, Jack, your thoughts on this trade? The Mavericks making enough moves. We're trying to put people around Luka Doncic. Grant Williams is a kid who Rick Barnes loved him at Tennessee. He was a two-time SEC Player of the Year. He's a tweener, right? He's six six, but he's a big, muscular guy. Um, he'll mix it up with you. He had brought some physicality to that Boston front line. He's now bringing that to Dallas, which kind of seems like exactly what they want and they need up front is some physicality. It's a three-team deal that includes the Spurs and, of course, Boston. You like this deal, Jack? Yeah. Grant Williams, good player. He can shoot it a little bit. Uh, good uh, front court depth. Mavs have needed that for a couple seasons. They also signed an offer sheet on uh, Matisse Thibel, who's another defensive-minded wing. Uh, Portland, I think, can match them on that today. But if he comes to Dallas, I think it's a really good offseason. I think they've addressed a lot of issues that needed addressing. Yeah, he's a streaky offensive player, but defensively, he's always good. The body is the body. He's yeah, guys He's going to be able to move you around. Thick. Yeah, they got a lot of guys that can score, so they don't they don't need him to do all that stuff. Because, he, can, like I said, he can 
He can hurt you. He can start taking shots and you'll go, hey, no, 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 no. Don't take that shot. But his body will always be there and he'll go to the boards and he'll bang around and, and he, he won't take a lot of guff from the, uh, anybody he's defending against. He'll move them around a little bit. Well, and you'll also know famously that uh, Boston fans were bucking him off. Remember when he lit the fuse of Jimmy Butler? Talk some trash to oh, Jimmy yeah. Butler. Oh, yeah. he'll, get in, he'll get in there and gut with well, He'll get in there. Well, he talked some trash to Jimmy, and Jimmy lit him up. Remember that? In the in the Eastern Conference Finals, and Jimmy Butler went went, went uh, lights out on him and then in Boston. They end up winning that series, and so Grant Williams kind of known for that right now. But he was, you know, we know Rick Barnes very well, and he was a Rick Barnes favorite at Tennessee. He's kind of a junkyard dog. He is, yeah. He'll get after it. And uh, Mavericks adding that piece to go with Luka, Kyrie Irving, and the uh, young guy that uh, Jack mentioned from Portland, they'll keep an eye on that today. So NBA uh, moves being made. Uh, of course, the Spurs are ended up get, you know going to be a part of that, but that's just to facilitate the deal. And we're all keeping an eye on the Damian Lillard situation and what transpires there. Um, Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. My Sixers give the big man a break every once in a while, maybe a forty-second break or whatever. Yeah, we, Mo, Mo needs to take that next step because if you're at his age. And you were traded last year to the Lakers, but didn't really remember the Lakers. And he was hurt when he got to LA last yep. year, if you remember. Um, he's he's you're starting one year deals at this point. You need to start putting some numbers on the board. You're and, right, you're right, and taking steps. But you know, he, he, as a as a player complimenting Joel Embiid, uh, playing on that front line in Boston, he's going to be a role player uh, in that in that team and uh, you know, new coach and the whole bit there. So good luck to Mo Bamba. Um, were, were you in school, Jack, at Texas when Mo was there? I think he was the year before I got there. Okay. Well, he's a one-and-done guy, of course, at Texas, and uh, now he's in And as he says, he's been a one-and-done wherever he's going now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he's in Orlando for a good bit, and yep. um, where he's, he was drafted. So we've got a lot to do. We've got Buckons and Buckoffs. We'll get into this All-Big 12 team, which was out yesterday. It gets, leads us into a good college football conversation. We'll take your Buckons and Buckoffs, brought to you by the Austin Gamblers all morning long, so hit us up on those. Uh, Specs text line always a good way to do uh, that is we crank this thing up. And, yeah, somebody's saying, Buck on, off to Buck. He doesn't like fried chicken. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, it's not Come that on, I don't man. like it. I like, you know, I, I just don't like touching it. I'm, I've never, I'm a not, a, I'm not, there's certain textures in my, you know, with my nails and things like that. Mm. I don't, I don't dig all that stuff. So if I take it with a fork, I'm still eating fried chicken. I'm just not touching it when I eat it. I like a good breast. I like a big breast. I, I, I do. You know, and I cut through that and I, I'm fine. Isn't the breast fried too? Yeah, it's good. Okay, so... I'm just not a drumstick. I don't like grabbing stuff with the the Jack, drumstick. You don't know this, but Bucky one time was a, in his life was a hand model. He's a hand model, so he's very particular about his. No, I'm his very hands. happy with these long nails right now. I got to see what's her my ma wong. You haven't been in my, for a while. No, I haven't been for a while. It's time. These things are jagged. Well, there you go. Uh, all right, so Jack is here. Buck is here. You are here. It's Buck Ons and Buck Offs. Jack, do you have a favorite uh, fried chicken joint? That's tough. There's a lot of good ones around here. I'm 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 with you a little bit on the chicken tenders side of things. I, w- yeah, I would I like chicken tenders. I do the tender over the bone in. But there's a place. I think there's a couple locations called uh, Happy Chicks. There's one Ooh. on Burnett Road. Ooh. They have like a million dipping dipping sauces. That's uh, that's what I'm about. Great fries too. And you know what's become very popular? And we were just in Nashville for a trip back in June here. Uh, Nashville hot fried chicken. Have you ever had that? The hot like whatever they call that. Like hot fry hot hot chicken. There's a couple places popping up around here with that, and if you go to, if you go to Nashville, it's everywhere. 
Uh, I mean, it's it's really what they eat, and uh, a little, little kick to it. So we'll take your your fried chicken conversations. That's a good summer mm. summer debate on a buck off Thursday. Uh, we'll also get some BNE facts of the day. But coming back, all conference Big Twelve team did they get it right? Where they got it right and wrong? We'll hit the Big Twelve media poll coming back here on BNE. It's Bucky and Aaron. BNE on a buck off Thursday with you. Big 12 Media. We said it was coming because we know that uh, ahead of Big 12 Media Days annually, they announced the uh, the preseason vote of the media members who cover the league. It's now a 14-team league for this year. And uh, they have chosen Jalen Ford, the Longhorn linebacker, as the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year in the preseason. Also, the uh, Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, if you're looking at the newcomer of the year, they go with the uh, running back Treshawn Ward, who is tra- transferring from Florida State to K-State, and they're hoping he replaces Deuce Vaughn, who's off to the Dallas Cowboys now. Longhorns, as we said, with um, a conference-high five members of the All-Big 12 team. Uh, three on offense, two on defense. Uh, no Quinn Ewers. It's, of course, uh, Jalen Daniels is the quarterback, and that's probably the right way to go with the Jayhawks. Any thoughts from overall on the, the media's job here, how they've done on their selections in the preseason? Well, I, I would think the, the the running back from K-State, because they've got everybody coming back at K-State on that offensive line. And a quarterback. And a quarterback. I mean, they've got a stud a stud offensive line coming back. So, And well, he was a stud running back coming out of Florida State. So I, I, I would expect that as a newcomer. Um Daniels at quarterback. I, I thought he had a fantastic year last year. I, I just they were pretty well rounded last year. So at, at Kansas, I thought they did a good job at Kansas with him. And I mean, he had some games where I mean, he just led the team. Period. I mean, it was all about him and what he did for them. So uh, I could see that Quinn Ewers not being the guy, and that's understandable too. Because what what have you really done? It's about this year for Quinn Ewers. It's not. We can all look back and say, well. You know, he's got this, he's got that. Well, he's got the best set of weapons there is out of all the Big 12 teams, period. From an offensive standpoint, and that includes the offensive line, tight end, all those different positions, backups, guys coming in the game, you know, as second team guys. He's got the best situation, so he's got to make the best of it. Uh, and the best of it for not just him, just for this football team. So we'll just see how that works out. But I think they got it right with the yeah. quarterback. If you voted for Quinn Ewers, you were doing it on expectation and, sure. and, and potential. Uh, you know, Jalen Daniels has been a dynamic player in this conference for two years. And when he's healthy, I mean, he is a problem <laughs> uh, for Big 12 defense. Isn't anybody playing Kansas? Uh, but, you know, you also could look at Will Howard at Kansas State, who led oh, them no to the doubt. Big 12 championship last year. Uh, I'm sure in, in Manhattan they're kind of wondering, hey, wait a second, why, are, why is the first-team quarterback not our guy? Who well, had it was great... either one of those two guys. That sure. was it. For sure. And, uh, you know, he, he led them to a championship, and he played great. Uh, Colin Klein is now the offensive coordinator at Kansas State. Kansas State is another reason why a lot of people are high on the Wildcats because Chris Kleiman with an offensive coordinator that, you know, clicks with his quarterback. And as you said, the entire lineback. Uh, Treshawn Ward came in from Florida State. He's a guy who was in a crowded backfield with the Seminoles. He looked at it and said, man, yes. there's an opportunity there. Deuce Vaughn's off to the NFL. They have, they're pretty much their whole offense back. I can go there and be very productive and get a lot of touches and help keep that run and we game know going. what they want to do. Uh, they've also got – they have a fullback on the all Big 12 preseason team. That, that's Ben Sennett. Uh, they're, they're fullback at K-State. He's back as well. So, yeah, a lot to like about that Wildcat team as defending champions. Uh, but Texas, as you said, best group of, of weapons. Jatavion Sanders – 
first team all all conference at tight end in the preseason. Xavier Worthy, and we know that running back, that wide receiver room is loaded uh, with with he along with Jordan Whittington, Isaiah Nayer back healthy, Ad Mitchell, the Georgia transfer. I mean, they're 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 compared to you know Ohio State has the two best two two wide receivers, the complement in in the country with Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, and company, but Texas right there with them as far as depth at wide receiver, which should make the job uh, for Quinn Ewers, you know, one where he just has to manage the team and and yeah. And what is Xavier right... Worthy going to be? I mean, what, I mean, this is his time. He's a junior now. Here's a guy who can leave to go to the NFL if if the if the NFL so desires him. Or I mean, what is he going to be? I mean, where where does he stand right now? I mean, he you know he broken hand, all this other stuff. You know, not connecting with the quarterback. That stuff has to end. This is this is his year. I mean, he could be a Bolitnikov guy. I think he could, and I think if you you remember his freshman year, there, record no, setting. Yeah, he was a no doubter his freshman year. And you know, we know last year with the, with a young quarterback learning his way, and then his own, you know, according to, to the head coach, a hand injury that led to some drops. And uh, you know, he was very inconsistent last year. Yeah, and the other thing for fans, he kind of lost the fans a little bit, Xavier Worthy, because of his body language. He sure. didn't seem. And you know, if you have a broken hand and you're still playing through it, and uh, you know you're dropping balls, that's also add to the fact for Xavier Worthy last year that the Isaiah Nayer injury hurt him quite a bit, I believe, because Isaiah Nayer was supposed to be, you know, in that offense, the guy that that took the top off of defenses, right? And right. Uh, he was going to be the slot guy. Yeah, uh, and, and their ability not to throw to the other guy was the, was the problem too. They didn't get him involved in right. Winnington. Yeah, he should have been involved more to help out. Agreed. Winnington uh, should be involved more. To help out what Xavier Worthy was going to do, and they didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, and for me, for you know, I don't worry. I think the receivers are going to be fine. I think Xavier Worthy has a chance to have a huge year. Uh, I think the, the big question is, can they run the football? Can can this offensive line take a step forward behind Kelvin Banks at left tackle preseason All Big Twelve? If they can run the football, you mean you mean like real running, not yes. that fake stuff to set up the the, the passing game, but to actually really run, run the, ball. the football. And I think yeah. remember they added Paul Christ from Wisconsin to come in and help with that uh, the, the run scheme. Uh, that he was so famous for could be at their Wisconsin. biggest acquisition this year. Yeah, and you know, getting after it in the run game. If they mm-hmm. can run the football and give Quinn yours and these weapons play action and make defenses have to you know put extra guys in the box to stop a run game with Jonathan Brooks running the football. I think Jonathan Brooks is going to. I I don't know if he's going to surprise a bunch of people, but I I think he's going to be the catalyst to what they do and and, and a consistent run game. You know. Yeah, I just remember listening to Steve Sarkeesian when he was at Alabama and had all the talent, and would you know dare you to to figure us out? Because if we if you load the box to stop Najee Harris at running back, right. we're going to pound it. Well, now we're going play action and we're going deep, and uh, we're going to create mismatches on the outside with our weapons. You don't have enough good players to cover all of our receivers and Jatavion Sanders single covered, and and if you have to devote people to stop the run. Now, look, the defenses in the Big Twelve are going to say, okay, well, we're going to stop that run. And we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll well, we're going to find out what your quarterback is. Yeah. Well, look. The, the first and foremost, they're going to yes make the quarterback beat them. But at the same time, you, that could be a pick your poison problem because if you, and this is what they want to create here at Texas, is a, a dynamic offense that can run it, throw it, uh, weapons on the outside, big humans up front that provide the protection in the run game. And we'll see what Paul. Chris and it all can comes bring. together. I mean, it, you if the if the quarterback throws it to you, you have to catch it. If 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 the guy's open, the quarterback can't overthrow it or miss it. It just it all has to click. It can't be well, you know. We just if we were to if we were to hit this or we were to hit no, you have to hit those plays now. No question. This says uh, how is Ad Mitchell not the newcomer of the year? Well, look, I'm sure he's one that you would think about, but again, he's just one of the weapons at Texas. 
Treshawn um, uh, Ward, the kid from Florida State, he's transferred in. He's going to be the lead back at, mm-hmm. behind a very good offensive line and, a, and an offense that you know featured Deuce Vaughn last year. He's going to fill into that role. You know, at Texas, Isaiah Nair was a was a tremendous player at Georgia, uh, but at the same time, he's just part of that receiver room at Texas. He has a, he could be, but in the end, the number one option at Texas is Xavier Worthy, Jordan sure. Whittington, Nair. Jatavion Sanders, I mean, how many balls to go around? You can understand the voters looking at that and saying, you know what, this kid's going to come in and be a feature running back on one of the best offenses in the Big 12. Let's go with that vote. I don't think it's a slight at A.D. Mitchell. He's a big-time you know, newcomer opportunity for Texas and a big piece. Same time, I think they got that right. I think that's probably the right way to go with newcomer of the year. And in the run game, I expect, you know, a year later, the offensive line, those young guys to be a year strong. I mean, they, that ought to be just a beastly, that group. You know they were they were as freshmen. So what are they going to be like as sophomores? Yeah, well that's uh, that's the, the the chief rival for Texas, I believe, in the Big Twelve would be Kansas State. Yep. Um, and then Texas Tech. And you know next week when when the Big Twelve media days open, I think is when you'll see the uh, the preseason. You know who's where as far as teams go. This was the the day for the players. And uh, I'll give Jalen give him credit for the Jalen Ford thing. I'm still. I still think he should have been the defensive player of the year in the Big 12 last year as a junior. Uh, but, you know, they come back with preseason all Big 12, and he's got to perform to that. I, when Last week we talked about this, that uh, I think he's the most indispensable Longhorn right now. I mean, you don't want to get anybody go down to injury, and that's, you know, you got to have some good fortune on the injury front to win the championship. Well, that up front seven has to be really special because they've got a secondary, I think, that's really – can end up being one of the best in the nation when it comes to overall group. Yeah, I like I the depth of secondary that they've added. I mean, bringing in a, a two-year starter in Gavin Holmes from Wake Forest and Jalen Catalan to go yep. with the young developing players in their back end. If those guys can get can be healthy yeah. and stay healthy, or if you miss a game or two, you can stick somebody in there that you really feel confident about. I think that's what they'll be able to do depth-wise. Agreed. And then that's but but the reason I say Jalen Ford is indispensable is they don't have another player no. like him. Uh, Who's they, beside him? You don't even know who really is beside him. What, what do you have? Well, it could You're be Anthony hoping. Hill, the freshman, uh, the true freshman five star. It could be him. It could be Jet Bush. Uh, there's going to be Canada David Benda. Uh, but you're right. I mean, that's the the fall off between him and the next you're guy right. would. And he's such a he's such a heartbeat of your defense. I mean, he is your your leader. Uh, how many how many huge game changing plays did he make last year? It's all around the ball. Yeah. And uh, that has to you need that because you know he he's the eyes of the defense and. Uh, I really think that, um, that that's one guy that you have to keep healthy for sure this year uh, for the Texas Longhorns on defense, especially if that defense is going to. And take can he have back to back years? That's yeah. the thing. Can can he do what he did? Yes, last year that was in that was that was that was that was unbelievable last year the way he played. It was kind of out of nowhere. Well, and big part of that is that the guy who may be playing next to him, Anthony Hill, the five star freshman from, from Denton. Jalen Ford's development was a big part of Anthony Hill's flipping his decision from A and M to yep. Texas. Saying because look he he likes Texas, but the the knock on the Longhorns for a long time has been developing players, and you know it's where five stars go to die kind yes. of thing and go to become three stars. And Jalen Ford is the opposite of that. And under this coaching staff with Jeff Chode at linebacker coach and Pete Kwiatkowski, he went from three star to playing like a five star player. And if you're if you're Anthony Hill, that that you know, he admitted that was a big part of it because he wasn't seeing that development at Texas A and M. And felt like the you know he saw enough with Jalen Ford and other players at Texas developing. Byron Murphy on the defensive front is also first team All Big Twelve. Uh, this is a guy that has a chance to have a breakout season. Yeah, up he's the guy Texas. that I'm picking as the player of the year defensively. Really? Yes. Oh man. All right. Well, I, I like I that. I think it's his time. 
He's the guy, when, when they talk about defensive linemen, he's the one who they mention first almost all the time. Yep. High motor guy out of DeSoto. Uh, not the biggest guy as far as height goes, but, man, just uh, tenacious, uh, strong as, a, as an ox up front, quick as well, and just brings it every single play. And hopefully that rubs off on a guy like Alfred Collins, because we know Alfred Collins from Cedar Creek right there in Bastrop. He's got a chance to be one of those really special defensive linemen. He's very similar to Quinn Ewers to me. I just got to wait. And yeah, got to see it. Got to see it. Yeah. Without a doubt, but Ben, the potential oh. of what it could be if it breaks out is That was big. from day one. Yeah. Well, he's a five-star player. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody in the country wanted him, and, and is this the year where they get the most out of him? He's, he's going to play playing in the same position for the for the second straight year, the same coaching staff with continuity, and let's see if Bo Davis can bring the best out of that young guy. Because if he were to play to an all-Big 12 level with Byron Murphy and the depth that they do have up front, um, you know, you feel really good about where that uh, – that group can group can go. So yeah, because everybody's always going to test them in the run game. Oh, for sure, for sure. They're just going to do that first. Yeah, uh, and but we'll see. It does feel like they've filled a lot of holes, and uh, the, the 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 additions to go with the the development of the guys on on campus is what has people excited about the Longhorns. K State, the champs of the Big Twelve, and the team to beat. Now, along with the Longhorns in 20 and 23. Big 12 media days next Wednesday and Thursday up in Arlington. We'll talk plenty of college football. We'll take your uh, buck ons and buck offs on this uh, 6th of July. A lot to do there. Well, I've got an update on the Longhorns. have had another defensive assistant coach to the staff, which we'll tell you about coming up as they just continue to, you know, you, you can have unlimited analysts and, and you know, behind the scenes people if you can pay them. So the Longhorns are leaving no stone unturned. They added another piece which you know should further solidify their their help in, in South Dallas with recruiting. I'll get you details on that coming up. We'll also get some B and E facts of the day on a Buck Off Thursday. Uh, you are here. Jack Farrell is here. The Buck is here. We're talking college football. It's a good day. It's B and E on the Horn. B and E. Our man CB on top of it on our text line saying happy birthday and buck on to the late, great Daryl K. Royal. Who would have celebrated a birthday today, according to CB and his research. There you go. DKR, you got to play golf and meet DKR. Many yes, times indeed. When you were coaching at Texas. One of the best. He's one of the best. One of the best guys you ever sit around and just shoot the breeze with. Down at Jim's. Jim's <laughs> in uh, the Wyatt Oak Hill. Yes, indeed. Miss him. Yeah. I miss Edith. Still rolling. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we've got uh, a lot going on. Buck-ons and buck-offs. Good one right there, CB. Appreciate that. Brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. Uh, also, some B&E facts of the day here ahead of the uh, top of the 7 o'clock hour. And I uh, mentioned the Longhorns have added another defensive assistant coach. As uh, it's been de- de- reported that Texas has hired Jacques Smith um, to re- help Pete Kwiatkowski to coach defensive ends. Now, uh, Jacques Smith played in the NFL um, in 2014, but in, since then he's re, re, retired to Dallas, where he runs a kind of a football school for. It's called uh, Trench Warfare in the Dallas Fort Worth area, um, and he works with a lot of those Dallas area prospects on on technique, strength, and the things that it takes to to make the professional level. Uh, so he's been brought in, uh, obviously, to help. You know, one of the big areas of concern for Texas is the defensive end position and generating more pass rush and being more stout on the edges. Got to have that this year. Can't so, get got out perimetered so, last year a few times. Yeah, and they need pressure on the quarterback. Quite honestly, no I doubt. Mean, that's, that's you know that's really what separated Texas from from a, being a good defense and certainly improved last year to being a great defense was those splash plays, right? They 
They were among the top two teams or three teams in the country in pressure rate, but they weren't close in sacks. Which yeah, means and there were was good. times where people just wanted to run outside, and they just did. They just said, okay, yeah. uh, well, we'll that take was, the end of the line and just get around the corner. They were much better last year at that. Two years ago, they were a sieve oh on the perimeters, but that was improved. And now can they take that next step? So Jacques Smith has come in. Uh, he will help Pete Kwiatkowski and Bo Davis on the defensive front. I also think that there is a uh, a, a recruiting you know situation here, relationship building. As uh, over at Inside Texas, and we're going to talk to Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas coming up in the eight o'clock hour about these five commitments the Longhorns have added in the last week or so, and what could be coming on the recruiting trail for the Longhorns. We'll also ask him about this because uh, he's got a company where he's made a lot of connections. Uh, he helps kids in that Dallas Metroplex, you know, especially South Dallas area, with his you know trench warfare program, or or he's teaching those young guys. So that's a good guy to have, and you want to keep that pipeline going into South Dallas. It's really starting to grow for Texas. That's one of the most fertile areas of, of high school re- recruiting in the entire country, Buck, uh, that I-20 corridor in Dallas. So uh, can't hurt to add that. And, you know, it's a, it's a need position. They've got to improve their ability to rush the passer. Now, look, I mean, I, the kid like Colin Simmons, right, the kid from Duncanville? Yes. He's a defensive end. He's the premier edge rusher in the country. Um, this is the kind of connection you, that maybe helps you Land a player like that. Who those difference-making players? What separates, right? I mean, you, you know, sometimes you used to say it with Mac Brown. Sometimes the the players just outweigh the coaching. And oh no, you, if you keep doing it, I mean, that's what this recruiting is all about. Yeah, somebody said Sark's gonna have a coach for every position. Well, you know, if you can, why not? Development. That's what that it's about, right? You can have ten on staff assistants who can hit the recruiting trail, but you can hire people behind the scenes to help develop players and develop your program. And look, it's one thing you can say that, and I'm probably just making a comment, not a criticism. But at the same time, you're going to the Southeastern Conference. You know, this program has to improve. I mean, if they're going to compete at that level week by week and the rigors of the SEC and, and what comes with that, and you want to play for championships in that conference, you, you might you do whatever you can. Yeah, you I mean, you better be stout on the outside in that conference. I think you got to be stout everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you got to be. Well, like I said, I, I, I trust the secondary, and I, I thought last year. They, were, they did such a great job at holding the perimeter because when those guys came through the alley last year, they tackled. They had tacklers last year that came through there and made plays, exception of when they had a blitz off a corner yeah. with, our, with the best player in football last year. Other uh, B&E facts of the day. How about over at uh, Wimbledon, uh, Novak Djokovic, the Joker, he, uh, on center court. He is, uh, uh, becomes the third player in tennis history. Male or female to win 350 plus major m- matches in singles. He did it yesterday. He joins Roger Federer and Serena Williams, only uh, three that have ever done it. Djokovic has won 23 consecutive major matches dating back to 2022, still playing at a very, very high level. He will be the greatest ever yeah, when he he's done, if he gets done. Unbelievable. Uh, that's, that's a short list, by the way. Oh. 350 or more major championship matches in singles. Federer and Serena. Only two to ever do it on, on either side. So he joins that and is the favorite to win at Wimbledon again this year at the All England Club. Uh, so that's a B&E fact of the day. The uh, Rangers lead over the Astros in the OS is down to two. Astros won again yesterday. But here's a little fact for you. The, the Astros, for the first time since 2007, played five straight day games. I mean, yesterday was their fifth day game in a row. Uh, through, ho- through the holidays, they played the Rangers Sunday afternoon. Then they played a Monday afternoon game in Arlington. Then they played yesterday in the afternoon with Colorado. And, of course, they played Texas on Saturday in the afternoon as well, that Nathan Eovaldi start. So five straight day games. They won four of them, went 4-1 and one in the five day games. So somebody texted and said, hey, can the Astros play more day games? 
you know, I think they're going to play. They Where play, are they play now? The Sox. They play Seattle tonight. In Seattle. Seattle's coming to Houston for a four-game series this weekend. It's a big one. You got to take advantage of those. And the Astros are taping it together, man. They're they're finding ways. We talk about the injuries. Uh, it was good to have Jeremy Pena back for them last night. He had a big home run. Um, the, the the guy that's coming alive for them is Jainer Diaz. I mean, he's a guy that was one of their top prospects, and mm-hmm. they they brought him up right from the start of this year and uh, have let him get at bats, and it's starting to come together for him. He's uh, really gotten hot here June into July now uh, with the bat for the Astros, and it's new names for them, right? I mean, Kyle Tucker well, has been announced. This is a fact. He's going to the All Star game now. Kyle Tucker was added to the uh, American League All Star squad to replace Mike Trout. Mike Trout underwent surgery on his uh, his wrist. He's going to be out. They say four to eight weeks, so it's going to be a while for one of the best. So Kyle Tucker makes another all-star appearance along with Jordan Alvarez, who likely won't play because he's injured. Uh, and you have uh, uh, Framber Valdez going to the yeah, all-star for game the for the Angels, Houston. that's as good as they're going to get right there now. Well, that's going to become the conversation. And most baseball insiders still don't believe they're going to trade Shohei Otani. But with Mike Trout out for up to two months now, you're still not great in the pitching staff outside of Shohei. Um, you know, Anthony Rendon got hurt the other day as well when he fouled the ball off his instep. And you know, that's going to be the question. I mean, and, and that's a – you talk to even folks at the highest levels of Major League Baseball, they don't know how to value Shohei Otani. They don't know how to put a what – do, what do you pay a person who does all that he does, who just maybe had the greatest June of any player in the history of baseball, the numbers he put up both hitting and pitching. Uh, but he's a free agent at the end of the year. And, and somebody's going to pay him. Somebody and, and is going to is, pay that dude. Right? And, but does he want to be in L.A.? Like, if you're the Angels and you're still trying to build this or this organization, is there somebody out there that would give you commensurate? We can't get commensurate for no, Shohei Otani. No, you're not going to be able to do that. But if you can't resign him, so we'll, that, that'll be an ongoing debate here in the month of July, the next three weeks or so. Uh, still reading from all the top baseball insiders that they're not going to trade him. He's just too valuable to do so. But closer we get to that deadline, deadlines make deals. Mm. Um, now with Mike Trout being hurt, Astros and Rangers separating a little bit in the AL West. Uh, we will certainly see that conversation spark here in through the All-Star break. All-Star game coming up next Tuesday. All right, we will come back and pick up these conversations. More buck-ons and buck-offs on a Thursday from you. Deliver those on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Who has earned that pat on the back? Who has earned a kick in the rear end? You decide every single Thursday. Brought to you by the Austin Gamblers here on B&E.